Welcome to The Complete Angler, your source of information on the outdoor industry in central Canada. With over 35 years in the field, host Don Lamont covers topics and issues with industry leaders and influencers to bring you up to speed on what's happening in the outdoor world. And now, here's your host, Don Lamont. Welcome to the Complete Angler Podcast. Our guest this week owns and operates Birdtail Waterfowl Guiding Service. He, like many others in the outdoor industry, have been trying to survive the pandemic. For Paul Conchat, it has meant adapting on a weekly basis to the ever-changing situation. For the last 20 years, he has worked around the clock to get his business to where it is today, and this past year was the most challenging of his career. Hey, Paul, welcome back to the Complete Angler Podcast. Great to have you back on. Uh, thanks for having me on, Don. Now we uh, we talked last time was March 2021. There was uh, nothing but uh, a dismal outlook. You know, we didn't know where the border was going to be open and so on, and whether a lot of the tourism operators were going to survive. What's uh, what's happened since then, Paul? Um, it was a real slow build up to that August 21st when the <clears throat> I guess in essence the border opened up. Um, I think a lot of the summer operators, you know, we're, we're trying to utilize that local market, but I don't think it turned out that good. Um, you know, I mean, for us, the timing was right. It was very like August 21st is really close to our startup. You know, we open up mid September, but you know, I mean, it was for us, it was just, a. I was constantly communicating with everyone, just kind of keeping them up to date with where Canada's at with COVID and the restrictions and possible border opening or, or not opening and then just giving all the scenarios to where if it did open you know the there are x amount of restrictions in place how would we react and you know just trying to figure out flights and travel and testing and whatnot it was definitely an experience of a lifetime definitely don't want to do it again it was a lot a lot of work but um you know we probably ran close to 90 90 plus percent of the people that we normally run in that 2021 uh, fall, or yeah, 2021 fall. Uh, so it was, it was good, but it was, it was an unbelievable amount of communication. But uh, you know, I mean, it's I'm very grateful the timing was right, and that was just before this whole Omicron thing kind of took off. So there was a window, and there was a few of us fall operators that were able to seize that window. So it was good. How did you pivot to get the uh, guests across the border? No, it was interesting. Um, it was just basically really, really trying to figure out what the restrictions are and what where the loopholes were. Um, and I, so I, about every month, I would send out this like a newsletter, and I put the odd kind of thing on Facebook. But uh, I'd more or less just video myself, you know, wolf hunting or doing something different, you know, trying to show different areas of the province to our our customers. And uh, I would just sit there on a log kind of thing and explain what's going on. So I was able to do that. I don't know how many update videos I did, like for sure, probably 18 months worth. But I, everyone was kind of on board. And, and it was, I think if you kind of try to remove that, you know, anxiety of traveling through these times, you know, I mean, it, it helped us and helped everyone else because they're just constantly being informed on the changes. And so I did all these update videos, kept everybody informed. And then it was when it came time, 
there was a strategy in place and this, our strategy was do not fly into Canada, fly into the border towns, um, you know, in North Dakota. And then what we ended up doing is chartering a limousine service to bring them to, in essence, the, the dotted line between our two countries. And then my guys would be waiting on the Canadian side and the limousine would drop them off on the dotted line. They'd get in our vehicles and then we'd cross through Canadian customs together. So it worked really well. And it was just, it was just before the, basically all the, the ports had the random testing. So we actually kind of got around the random testing, which was really good. Um, but, you know, everyone had to have the PCR test 72 hours before, you know, coming into Canada. So everyone had to do that. But the, the real nerve wracking part was, you know, you're investing in, in your season, you know, with staff and, you know, all the equipment and whatnot, everything fired up. And really, you don't know whether you're going to have guests coming up until they test, you know, negative with the, the PCR test. So it was like two days or so kind of heads up whether, you know, you got crews coming in or not. That was the stressful part. But, you know, we, we did really well. And I, I don't think we had anyone turned around. So, you know, I mean, to me, it was, you know, I guess a combination of like incredible amount of communication. And then, you know, a lot of times I was actually scheduling the PCR tests, you know, in all these towns all over the United States, just to make sure the guys are getting them and getting their appointments. And it was, a, I think it was the NAAT test, the nucleic amplified acid test is the one we ended up going with because it had the, you know, fastest turnaround. So once everybody kind of got their test results back, then uh, they weren't canceling their flights or, you know, they were not getting, you know, getting in their vehicles kind of thing. So that's kind of how we did it. It was just, I never really took my head up off my computer all fall. And a lot of things happened around me that I was just constantly working and trying to get people across. And when they did, you know, I mean, it was just, you know, a lot of fun. Everybody's super excited to get out and keep on doing what they want to do. But it was, it was a lot of work. How was the actual hunting season? Oh, it was really good. Um, you know, basically had almost like two generations of birds that never got touched because, you know, Canada was pretty much closed. But um, yeah, it was it was really good. Um, Manitoba's, I'd say we're in our, for sure, our second year of drought. So hmm. birds are concentrated. We had really big numbers. And, um, you know, I'd say our last flight that usually comes through, some touchdown, you know, in our area, but a lot kept on going. And I think it's just the north was it was open, you know, wasn't frozen, and we were starting to tighten up. So it's kind of opposite of what normally happens. But you know, I mean, our, our hunting was off. It really was off the charts. It's a lot of new birds, and you know, I mean, because they did have you know for sure a full season off, and then you have that, you know, twenty twenty ones, you know, hatch birds. So it was good. It was really good. Now you you do a lot of uh, communication in the tourism industry and. Uh... I know you're one of these guys as a past president of Manitoba Lodge and Outfitters that re would really like to see um, uh, industry support from government. How, how has that been coming along? I, you know what, to be honest, I think the support, I, I don't think we could get much more support, you know, for what's possible. Um, you know, things are constantly changing and everybody's adapting, but you know, I mean, I, I know there's with, you know, agriculture resource development that we fall underneath, you know, I mean, there's, there's been a, done a ton of policy amendments and stuff like that. And right, like they're, they're doing their best to, to help us, you know, keep alive in essence. So the support is there. And a lot of it is within, within the regs and the licensing and all this stuff. And then trying to, 
you know, in essence, change stuff so we can pivot easier, you know, reduce some of the red tape that, that is in there. Like the Resource Tourism Operators Act is a, is a complicated beast and, and they're working on simplifying it, which then in essence kind of lets us grow, move and shake, but, you know, obviously still within, within the act. But a lot of it, it's, it is outdated and they're working on it. A lot of stuff is is changing, which you know we haven't seen for decades. So I would say I would say it's really good. But you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a lot of it comes down to the, the federal regs right now. You know, with, with the testing and whatnot, and mandatory vaccines, and it's just there. Our our market share is shrinking, just because if if you're not vaccinated, you're you're not coming into Canada, and I don't know how long that's going to be, or that's going to be indefinite. So it's kind of, it's, it is, it is scary. And some of our products are more, you know, blue collar products. And it's from what I'm seeing, it's, it's almost, that's the demographic that is chosen not to be vaccinated. And that's, that's something in some of our products, that's, that's the market. So that's kind of scary, but, you know, I mean, we'll see, it's hard to, hard to predict what's, what's going on. But I think at the end of the day, if, if somehow we're able not to have, have all the testing involved to be able to come into the country i think that would make uh, i guess life a lot easier as an operator because it's just you're running this massive gamble on every time you know somebody's about to get on the plane or you know cross over a land border like it's just it's the 72 hour thing is that's it's hard to base a business off that as being a like the the pinnacle factor to running I would think the uh, businesses probably the operators affected the most, especially would be the fly-in operators. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'd, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens this spring. You know I mean? Like we got bear season starting out pretty soon and then it spins right off into the fly-in, but I, you know I mean? Hard to say what's going to happen. It makes me really nervous though. That's for sure. It's just, there's not a lot of, um, it's not a lot of definites. There's not a lot of, you know, this is our six month plan or a three month plan or something like that, or in essence, everyone right now, all the flying operators, they're, you know, they're winter roading all their supplies up right now. So they're investing hundreds of thousands of dollars, some of them, and don't really know what their capacity is going to be for, for that season. Well, you can only do that so many times. And that's where it's kind of like, okay, like we, we do need a plan or, you know, we got to have people you know start to check out. Well, you mentioned that when we had you on our last podcast, Paul, that it, it takes a, a long time to build up these uh, high quality operators, especially on the fly in basis, because you have to be a jack of all trades. You got to be able to market. You got to be able to fix small motors. You got to be able to pivot. You have you have to be doing all those things. And two years of, in a row or three years in a row of taking nothing but losses, uh, you will lose some operators. Yeah, I can't see how you can't. You know, you can you can only float it so much. And you know, if you look at it with the inflation as well, you know, I mean, it's there's there's a household inflation which you know they put at X percent. But uh, I think it was over the summer, Trouble Manitoba brought in a consultant and kind of kind of took a you know a hard look at our industry and tried to figure out what our inflation you know rate would be you know since 2019 to I think it was to that date, which was like mid 2021. And it was in the upper teens, like it's not like five percent or something like that. So, if you lose your one season, two season, which is catastrophic, and then you kind of then you factor in the inflation rate. Well, 
it's how do you service your debt of losing those two seasons? Because a lot of our costs are fixed costs. So it's kind of, it is scary. You know, I mean, if you look at it and you already had 2019 rates, well, what should your 2022 rates be? They're not 2019 rates. Like you will, you're going backwards faster than anything. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some price price adjustment. It's just, I hope some operators, you know, I hope they, all the operators do. Otherwise you won't be able to service your debt going forward. Well, there has been some good news in the last year on the resource management front. Uh, the government came out with a Manitoba recreational angling strategy uh, paper that they plan on implementing, which had a lot of great changes, including uh, open seasons year round for a number of different species of fish, which uh, I know a lot of the operators were, were hoping to have happen, which extend their seasons. And it will certainly help um, attract a local clientele as well. Um, so that that was some great news. Um, there was also a lot of news on our five main commercial fishing lakes, including Lake Winnipeg Osis, Lake Manitoba, Cedar Lake. Uh, the Lake Winnipeg report has not been released yet, but it, but in Lake Manitoba, I think I mentioned, but it, it, it's really interesting that a lot of these commercial operators are buying in to eco certification. So it's a lot of good news on that front, right, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, you know, I mean, I think that's government doing the right thing. You know, I mean, it's it's been, you know, it's been years since we've seen this kind of, I guess, movement on things like that, where, you know, it, it is historic times here in Manitoba. Like, we are catching up big time on the management aspect and just, you know, getting, say, eco-certified or something like that. You know, I mean, you almost have to. The market is is looking for it. You know, the buyers are looking for buying that eco certified fish. So it's I don't know. It is good, and that's it's just it's one piece of what's kind of going on. A lot of the players, you know, involved right now with government are, are passionate about kind of getting our resources and our management strategies current. There's a lot of modernization is really what's happening. Manitoba is just an absolute gem of a province. We have so many good products. It's just we need the management kind of in place, and that's happening right now. So it's it is it's it's fantastic. Really fortunate to be able to watch it all kind of come to fruition. I don't think people and I I talk about this all the time. I had a Zoom meeting with the Manitoba Fly Fishers the other night, and you know that was one of the questions they had. It was what do you see happening in this province? And I tell them. Well, in the last four years, it's been radical about how we've changed our attitude to resource management, both from the hunting and the fishing side, and to simplify everything and and make sure that we have uh, very well managed resources long term. And and it's it's amazing the number of changes. Money's been been put back into higher staff so you can do research, uh, make informed decisions of how to manage a resource so it's sustainable. And I think that's the bottom line. I think I think this government's really bought into sustainability. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, you'll also look at it. You know, you have a hunt fish economic impact study done a few times. Well, the writing's on the wall. It, it is good for the province. Manitoba, you know, is reliant on tourism. Well, to have sustainable tourism needs sustainable resources, and I think that's what everyone's really understanding right now. And it's all these. All the other groups that are, are getting involved and in, in being extremely active, you know, trying to push it. And yeah, it's it's like symmetry right now. A lot of good is happening. And it's just, 
is going to benefit all the generations down the road. Uh, if, like, and thank God, is it is going to be a big part of Manitoba's recovery from this COVID. I agree, and uh, you know, we we all mentioned the the amount of pressure that was on the resource with a dramatic increase in fishing and hunting licenses, and and more pressure on on, on the resource. And so sustainability does become a key and, and it works for everybody. Everybody's happy and you can go mm -hmm. out there and be successful in your hunt or your fish, fishing adventure. And so it's, it's really, uh, really positive news. So um, I know this is a tough question, but uh, it's been a year since I talked to you. What do you think the next year is going to hold, Paul? Um. I don't think it's going to be as hard as the last two. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think that, you know, we're definitely on a upswing of recovery, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's tough. It, you know, I mean, I hate to go back to the economics all the time, but, you know, we're, these are businesses that are seasonal. So we have X amount of time to capture that, that gross revenue to, to be able to continue on over the years. But I think that, you know, I mean, the market is there. I don't think it's, I don't think it's shied away. I think if anything, people have realized that Canada and Manitoba have unbelievable resources and people and, and places to visit. So I think the demand is there. I think the confidence to travel is coming back more. I think that Canada is obviously way more restrictive than let's say in the United States. So I think they're kind of more, I don't know, not as feared of COVID and travel. So I think for us, you know, our biggest thing is just to advocate to our governments, you know, to, to I guess, let us get back in the game. And I think that's, it is coming down to, to a testing thing. Mm -hmm. But I, I think 2022 should be a lot easier than the past two. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know. I just, I feel like we're, we're coming out of it. I just, I worry that, you know, it, the timing is right for all the, all the, you know, since all the operators, you know, it's winter and spring, summer and into fall. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. What are you looking forward to uh, for the upcoming year? Um, I, you know what, Don, I moving forward. <laughs> yeah. Moving forward. That's, you know, that's about it. I, I guess, you know, being able to capture a fall, you know, I feel really good just because we're, you know, we're, I'm moving my business forward. I'm doing things I've wanted to do for years. And, you know, I guess one of the things, you know, losing 2020, it was able to kind of go backwards and kind of, you know, rejig everything, kind of get more organized. It's a little bit easier to try to move your business forward when you're, you know, I mean, you got all your I's dot and T's crossed. And so it feels good, but uh, I'm looking forward to a really good fall. I really am. We're working hard on it right now. We're pretty much booked up for, for this season in 2023 and just trying to make plans on how to better everything and, you know, further the communication. I, I think that's just absolutely pinnacle to having success in these times. It's just, you have to communicate to everyone, every step of the way, anything, you know, is, is new information. And, you know, you got to think that Canada is completely different than the way the United States is operating. So they really, I think a lot of uh, U.S. people kind of feel that, you know, you know, Canada's operating like the United States. Well, we're not. So the more info you can give them, the more they kind of understand. And, it's, and I don't think it's 
don't think it, it's detrimental to you know getting people to travel it's just you can do it and it's this is all you have to do kind of thing but i don't know i i feel good i feel good about 2022 and i hope everyone is able to you know get their seasons and, and move on and try to try to start the recovery in essence well great i hope some of the operators uh, tune in to this podcast and listen and take your advice about communication because that certainly is critical paul thanks so much for coming on the podcast again and all the best for 2022. Awesome. Thanks, Don. I appreciate the opportunity. Same to you. Thanks for tuning in. Visit hookedmagazine.com to subscribe to The Complete Angler and never miss an episode.